Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. This is episode 64. Uh, we're cranking them out here. We're trying to get out at least basically kind of four to six a month here. Sorry, we've been a bit a little bit slow here, guys. It's been a little bit crazy for us, um, kind of juggling a lot of the uh, clients that we have at the moment. And thank you very much for all of you guys that have listened, that have emailed in. Um, and also, uh, you know, we're helping you guys out as much as we can. So today we're going to be talking with Alex Kikut. Uh, he's a forestry engineer um, and environmental consultant. We've never had a forestry engineer. I had no idea what a forestry engineer was until I recently worked on a project with a client that had um, had trees on a building plantel, just had some small trees, and uh, the client wanted to basically see if they could remove those trees um, again and kind of re you know reforest some of the area of the property as well. So uh, you know we found a forestry engineer. He went out to the property, took a look. Uh, they weren't endemic to the area. They weren't protected. Um, actually, in fact, we're going to those trees down and actually replace kind of more um, you know protected trees in that area so we're going to be talking to him about you know many ways that you can deal with trees on your property uh, which ones you can take down which ones you can't and also the environmental aspects of building and developing here in Costa Rica uh, which we've kind of touched on a little bit before about the centena kind of d1 d2 permits that you need um, sorry to geek out here guys um, but anyway Remember, if you have any questions for us or future guests, guys, you can email us directly at info at investingcostarica.com. That's investing, I-N-G at the end, investingcostarica.com. Um, and if you want to, for me to cover any future subjects, just let me know. I'm more than happy to find the people uh, and get them on the podcast and get that information out to you. Let's get straight into it. Good afternoon, Alex. How are you? Hey, Richard. How are you? Thank you for inviting me. Not at all. It's an absolute honor uh, to have you on the podcast, Alex. I know you and I bumped into each other while doing some work together on a, on a property down in the Uvito Hochal area. So I thought it really smart to get you on this podcast because I bet you 99% of people listening to this have no idea what a forestry engineer does, how basically it could impact a project or anything they do here. Um, but we'll get into, into kind of the details on that a little bit later. But I mean, the past two years have been crazy. Um, if I'm correct, you currently live in Catargo. Are you in Catargo? Yes, yes. Okay. I am uh, in the Central Valley in Costa Rica, in Cartago province. Awesome, awesome. Well, I mean, the past two years has been pretty crazy. Um, I mean, in, the, in your world of forestry engineering, I mean, what has been happening, if you don't mind me asking, Alex? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, this couple of years has been really challenging uh, for all of us. Here in Costa Rica, one of the most affected aspects was the tourism, uh, which is basically our major income source. Uh, to answer your question in terms of um, how that affects forestry in Costa Rica, um, I would like to be positive on this. I think uh, that with the pandemic and especially the climate change effects, uh, we realized that we need to find smarter ways to manage natural resources, such as forest. Yep. And that it's possible to have products, ecological services, and also economic benefits. Uh, well, wealth in general, uh, without destroying forests. Yep. And that becomes, uh, in the recent years uh, in Costa Rica, uh, to have a stronger protection and legislation um, in forest manners, uh, making a most uh, sustainable wood industry uh, implementing agroforestry system in farms, upgrading and finding new ways to get services from forests, okay. such as carbon capturing and tourism. Basically, yeah. uh, it's derivated from sustainable management of forests. 
Alex, what what do, is it you actually do? I mean, what typically are people hiring you to do? Because again, you know, a forestry engineer, I had no even idea that one existed until, you know, again, there was this piece of land that I had a client that was potentially looking to buy and I wanted to really do the due diligence. And, you know, I, I go down the rabbit hole on, on due diligence and that's how I contacted you. And we had you go out and look at the lot and provide a report back saying that, again, that we could cut down the tree, um, you know. But I, I mean, I mean, what, do you, what, do you, what are people typically con- con- contracting you to do? Well, you know, it's, it's pretty funny because that same question, I've been asked that same question since I've been um, in university, you know. Uh, well, uh, a forestry engineer is basically, uh, uh, we manage forest as natural right. resources. That could be for uh, conservation purposes or uh, the other extreme of the spectrum for industry, products, services, and benefits from forced, right? So, uh, well, I've been in the in both extremes of the spectrum. I've been involved in industry as a supervisor and manager in a sawmill, uh, making pallets. But uh, also, uh, I've been involved in reforestation, res- uh, ecological restoration projects, conservation projects in general uh, that involves educational, uh, environmental education. So uh, again, typically I've been contacted to, um, well, basically cut trees in their property. Also for reforestation projects, landscaping. One of the most interesting uh, projects that I've done as a consultant uh, was um, identify trees and make uh, interactive um, panels in a tr- in a, in, in a trials in trials. Yep. Uh, for tourism pr- uh, purposes. With with like QR codes on the trail, so that you can use QR codes, so you can figure Correct. out what the trees are about the species. You know exactly. Wow. Exactly. That, that project we developed that project in a scientific station in Corcovado. Yep. Uh, um. Um. It's funny that you say that just because, again, you don't see much of that. And I think that anybody that has trails on their property, you know, typically, you know, I mean, everyone's carrying a cell phone around with them nowadays. I mean, typically, you know, it just says the plant name. But if you could have a QR code on it to really see like a video of its growth, you know, its species, its impact that it has, just because Costa Rica, you know, when you peel back the layers of a rainforest and you really start looking, it is it's really interesting. I mean, you know, everything from insects to the actual plants and trees. You know, I think anyone that's interested in David Attenborough, BBC Wildlife, National Geographic, you know, will clearly understand that. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I think there's so much more in that. And, you know, it's I mean, this has definitely opened my eyes to this this area of, you know, conservation and business. Um, you know, that I didn't even really know existed because I knew Costa Rica was very strong on its, you know, its environmental, um, you know, I suppose environmental studies and also like its its impact that people have. But I think it's important as well for anybody that's building anything here in Costa Rica that potentially wants to reforest, you know, uh, do some reforestation project um, to not just plant any trees, but to basically contact you, you know, and, and see about, I mean, what would be, if someone contracted you to develop you know, or to do some reforestation stuff. I mean, what kind of process would you go through if you don't mind me asking? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, of course. I I mean, Alex, what process, like say I had a large piece of land, you know, that was pasture Mm -hmm. land and I wanted to reforest it because I think 
a lot of people investing here in Costa Rica really like the idea of, you know, of conservation and also reforestation. But I mean, how do you go about defining what to plant and where to plant it? Well, it's a really complex uh, um, scenario. It depends on the region in Costa Rica. And uh, there's a lot of techniques involved to restore uh, a forest. Since just lift the, the land, to grow all by itself and also uh, species enrichment. So it's, it's very complicated um, uh, technique, but um, um, there's been a successful projects uh, that, um, um, in the past that uh, we have done here. Okay. So uh, yes, as a matter of fact, it's, uh, uh, that's uh, basically, uh, it has a, a large potential. You know, Costa Rica is known for its tourism. Uh, tourists come here to to see the wonderful nature that we have. But the next step is uh, uh, for them to get involved. That's yep. environmental education for them to interact with nature. And that's why now it's the rise of these uh, ecotouristic places that it's not only just for to be there and to enjoy the beaches and the nature, but also to learn about that. Awesome. Well, I mean, I think that that's huge. I mean, I think educating people, you know, especially when it comes to, um, you know, conservation here in Costa Rica, you know, I know that there are quite a few actual projects here in Costa Rica where you can actually plant trees and kind of sponsor trees as well, which I think is, you know, is huge. But let's just take a recent case study that we had here, Alex, just be, just for the listeners in here. Um, you know, I had a client that made an offer on a piece of land, which was accepted, but there was a tree in the middle, or there was a couple of trees in the middle of the building plantel that they wanted, you know, and I try to persuade them as much as I could to kind of keep the trees there and kind of make them part of the actual property but they decided that just where it was was going to be right where the kitchen was and they didn't want to do that um i mean what steps do you go through and also what would be the costs you know that you guys i mean i know the answer to this but just for listeners i mean what are the steps that you go through and the cost to assess if a tree can be removed or not all right okay uh i really to remark uh this in costa rica we have a pretty complex legislation in terms of uh environment and forest um in the case of cutting a tree it could uh you can you can actually follow different procedures on the context and uh on the specific scenario so the first thing that you need to do is to uh hire to hire or to ask a forestry professional uh it could be a forestry regent a forestry engineer or uh, the authorities or directly to the authorities, the environmental authorities. The, uh, there's three uh, basic questions that you need to ask first uh, before cutting a tree. Where is that tree located? That means is, is it on a, uh, on a land in pasture? Is it that tree located in a primary forest, secondary forest? Is that tree nearby uh, a, a river, nearby a, a, a water spring? Yeah. That's one of the questions. The second question is, what species is that tree? What species is that tree, right? That's correct. What species is that tree? Is that species under any kind of forbidden list, regional or national in Costa Rica? Um, what number how many trees are you attempting uh, to cut down? 
And when you answer those questions, there's a different um, um, path to follow or procedures. Uh, let's take the, the simple one. You hire um, uh, a forestry engineer. Uh, he will go to your property and he will determine that, okay, this tree is planted, okay? It's not uh, from natural regeneration. It, uh, it's obviously planted. Uh, and uh, so you can cut them. You don't need uh, any permission from authorities if you're gonna use the wood inside the property. You when you mean inside the property, meaning you'll use it on there, you're not going to cut it down, take it out and sell it, basically. Yes, basically, okay. Uh, okay. If it's only just one tree, you can yep. cut it down and use it inside the property. You can use it in fences, in your, uh, in your own constructions. Yep. In there. But if you take that wood outside the property, uh, you will need transportation permits. Okay. Well... Uh, Let's just try, I mean, how much would, how much does it cost for you? Just say someone's got a piece of land that they want you to go and take a look at some trees. I mean, how much do you charge or how much would someone charge to go out and take a look at that tree uh, and just basically give a analysis of, hey, these are your options? Approximately, um, we've, uh, we are regulated by a board. Um, okay. We establish a minimum fees per hour, right? Okay. Uh, for a visit of one day, uh, it um, usually, a, a forestry region it will um, it will cost uh, four hundred dollars. Okay, okay, which I think is smart to get anyway, because again, what you don't want to do is, you know, there are a lot of construction workers here that will be like, yeah, dude, I'll just take down that tree for you. But mm -hmm. all it takes is someone to call Manai, because again, you, I mean, I think the thing that people need to understand here is that Costa Rica and the Costa Rican people, and also people that are living here, are very protective over trees and its natural environment and you know its forests so the, the if even if they hear a chainsaw sometimes you know they will call you know the the authorities and someone can come up to your property and if you don't have a permit to cut that tree or again it, you do kind of have a bit of a study and it's just it's not an you know a, a protected tree um you know i mean you could find yourself in big trouble i mean what kind of stuff what kind of trouble could you get yourself into if you don't mind me asking alex well i i mean uh, it, it depends. Uh, for example, um, you can actually, uh, there's some fees. Uh, you can actually go to Yale. Uh, let me give you, uh, you can go to Yale one uh, from three months to three years. Wow. If you burn one hectare of forest. If you change the land, uh, I mean, if that at the beginning was forest and you change it uh, uh, for a plantation, that's yep. fine. Um, if you cut a, a forbidden tree that it's under uh, the forbidden list in Costa Rica, you can also go to Yale. Uh, if you cut uh, trees without permission, depends on the severity uh, we have a special uh, tribunal or court, environmental tribunal, uh, that will determine what kind of penalty. If that's a fee, it, it could be from uh, $800 to thousands of dollars, depending on the severity 
of the specific uh, case. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I know people that have had fines from Minai about cutting down trees that they shouldn't have. And again, they also had their building uh, permits, you know, kind of removed as well for that. And they had to go, you know, I mean, it's just a nightmare. I mean, my advice to anyone that's going to cut down a tree on your property, you know, someone will say they'll do it for you, but please just, you know, consult a forestry engineer. It's $400, guys, just get it done. You know, make sure that you really identify what it is, the property, you, you know, what you're doing. And, in, you know, really the first thing is try and build around it because, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to have potentially on your property as a tree. Yes. I, I mean, uh, uh, what I always uh, say to my clients, it's uh, we, uh, authorities and governments not against development, um, but um we would like to do uh, things in, in the best uh, sustainable and ecological way. Yeah. And that means that um, sometimes people just for ignorance, they make mistakes. Let me give you two uh, basic examples. Uh, all rivers and spring waters in Costa Rica are, uh, they belong to the government, even though it's well, in let's say heart. Let's say they belong to the people rather than the government, but they belong to yeah. the, the it, Republic it, of Costa yes. Rica, right? As a matter of fact, in the light, it says that uh, uh, the, the rivers and the water springs are for the joy for the citizens and visitors of Costa Rica. That's yep. what basically the law says, right? And okay. Uh, so you cannot con uh, make any kind of construction. You cannot make any kind of disturb on, um, on for example, in the rivers, 15 yep. meters uh, on both sides of the rivers. 15 in, or 50? 15. Okay. In spring waters is 100 meters around that spring water. Yep. And uh, the beaches, for example, in Costa Rica, are all, uh, they belong to the citizens as well. Yep. Um, Which is, I think, a beautiful thing because there are very few countries in this world where, again, it's natural resources, meaning it's forests, it's beaches, it's rivers, it's springs belong to the people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if you construct um, inside those limits by yep. mistake or ignorance, uh, the government will uh, actually will, uh, uh, will ask you to close to demolish that construction and actually uh, stop the whole project. Yeah. Uh, I remember a client that uh, he was actually uh, attempting to do the right thing. Uh, he was cutting a pine tree. Yep, which is not endemic to Costa Rica, right? They're not. Correct. But um, uh, he, he was attempting just to, uh, and that pine tree was located inside the river protected mm. area. Okay. Right. Um, even though it was not uh, endemic, not native, um, it, it was inside the protected area. Yeah. And that, that's basically a crime. So uh, we um, negotiate with the, uh, with the environmental tribunal to make a compensation and do a little uh, reforestation, uh, basically an ecological enrichment on that area. That's beautiful. So, well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they're, they are, you know, there aren't many institutions in Costa Rica that do, uh, that you're able to negotiate with. So uh, it's nice that, again, the environmental, um, you know, bodies are open to some form of reforestation. And I mean, especially when, again, you know, it's, you know, I mean, there is a saying in Costa Rica, you know, it's better to ask for, uh, 
you know, forgiveness than it is for permission here. So, uh, you know, even though that exists sometimes, you know, it, it's, it's nice to see that they were actually, you know, somewhat, you know, flexible on that. But, well, let's jump into, let's jump into just a, a kind of switching gears here a little bit. I mean, Alex, where do you like to go in Costa Rica? That's kind of a little bit more off the beaten track. I mean, where are your favorite places to go? Uh, that must be Corcovado National Park. That's in the South Pacific yep. in Costa Rica. One of the uh, most biodiverse areas on the planet, right? Correct, correct. It's just amazing. You can find a huge diversity. You can find a lot of species of fauna and flora. Uh, it's it's just amazing. Right now, uh, it's orcs season. So if wow. you go to the peninsula, you can see the... The, the, the killer whales. Yeah, whales. I saw a picture yeah. of that the other day. It was pretty amazing. I didn't even realize. I knew that humpback whales and other whales come through Costa Rica, but I didn't realize the orcas came through Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So, I mean, you like the Osa Peninsula area, which I mean, for anybody that listening here is in the Southern Pacific area, it's kind of like the little boot that kind of sticks out the bottom there. It's one of the most biodiverse areas in the planet. It has the Corcovado National Park. Um, you know, I mean, that's where you'll find, you know, BBC Wildlife, National Geographic. I mean, they're always constantly down there, just an abundance of wildlife. So, mm-hmm. Alex, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest in a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? Well, first of all, I would be extremely happy you know <laughs> of course of course i think we all would be right uh i think i will be invest uh nearby the corcovado zone or the the south pacific i think that right now it's increasing there's a lot uh the largest and tourism in costa rica prior, yep. the tourism projects ecotourism projects actually um, there's a lot of expats from the states, from Europe, that there's, uh, they're developing a lot of lodges over there. Um, I have a strong feeling uh, of commu- uh, community development, even yes. though it's my own business. Um, I always like these kind of projects that provides this uh, business networking with community. I agree. And um, that are sustainable, environmental sustainable and financial sustainable. So I would like, I don't know, that kind of uh, touristic place uh, that you can go uh, look look around the beauties of Costa Rica, but also have um, production models like agriculture, good practices of, of agriculture, um, more educational, uh, touristic projects. You know? Wow. It's, I mean, that's a, an amazing idea, Alex. I mean, it really is. I mean, I wish there was more of that in Costa Rica. And I think that once people start to peel the layers back of Costa Rica, they'll understand that there is a lot of that educational, you know, sustainable part uh, of, of, of tourism here in Costa Rica. I mean, it's really, it's, it's you know, it's backbone. So... Well, Alex, this has been an amazing podcast. I mean, I think that a few people are going to be listening in on this and just like being like, wow, I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure that they'd, they'd want discussions with you about going further down the rabbit hole on some of this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to put all your contact details in the description down below. So anyone that wants to reach out with you can do. Um, but I wanted to just say thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us here on the podcast. And uh, I'm sure we'll get you on again in, in the future. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. And I will be more than welcome to to be here and to answer any questions and and uh, and, and serve you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Alex, you have a great day, and we'll speak to you soon. Great, great. Have a nice day as well.
Hey guys, another great podcast there, this time with Alex. Um, you know, I think a bit of a different turn that we've had on this podcast. Uh, sometimes I like to throw us a bit of a curveball. Um, again, as I mentioned there, I had no idea what a forestry engineer was. I do now. Uh, and for, um, you know, uh, we were just talking kind of a little bit offline, Alex and I there about doing another podcast on carbon, carbon uh, offsetting here and, you know, kind of what you can do here, uh, here in Costa Rica to offset some of that carbon. So uh, we'll cover that. Remember, guys, uh, if you have any questions in the, you know, if you have any questions for me or want help, I'm actually helping quite a lot of people reaching out from the podcast, looking for property here, not sure where to invest. Uh, so just kind of guiding them and giving them some input on that based on my experience, having worked in the travel industry for 17 years. Uh, you know, our business sold millions and millions, you know, well, actually tens and tens of millions uh, of dollars in vacations here. Uh, and vacation rentals, hotels. So, you know, have a bit of a unique perspective here, as well as having developed and built all over Costa Rica as well. Um, you know, things are a little bit more difficult and cumbersome down here for anyone that's, that's done it before. Um, and if anybody just wants kind of an unbiased opinion, we're happy to give that. So uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Have a good one, guys, and we'll see you on future episodes.